Thank you for listening to 7 Million Bikes, a Vietnam podcast. We share the stories of people connected to Vietnam. My name is Misha Smith, and I'm your guest host for today. People who know me know that I'm an avid, avid supporter of Saigon Vietnam living. So I've been living in uh, Saigon for nine years now, almost to the day, actually. I love this city, and I love getting the chance to connect with other people who are guests here in Vietnam. And our guest today is the founder, executive producer, and photographer at the Cake Collective. He's Singaporean, been living in Vietnam for the past seven years. Apparently, he's a big tech geek, as well as being a craft beer fan and just a general massive supporter of the F&B industry here in Saigon. We're going to talk about his journey, how he got to Vietnam, what he's been doing here. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is Mr. Kevin Lee! Hey, Kevin. So let's start with the Cake Collective. Yeah. You started this in Singapore. Yeah. Some 10 odd years ago. Okay. And what got you here to Vietnam? Was Were you, did the Cake Collective bring you here or did you bring it along with you? I brought it along with me. In Singapore, it was just me and a couple of partners, but they left. So I was helming it for a couple of years before I came here. Things in Singapore were, you know, a bit slow for me. Like it was on a plateau. But one of my friends who had an event here back in 2015, he needed an events photographer to cover his event. And he got me a cover it for him, flew me over. And that was that. I mean, back in... 2015, I've never even been to Vietnam prior to that. So I was very interested to see how Vietnam is. So I came to Saigon. The event was in Saigon. Okay. So you first came on a work assignment. Yeah. And what was it about Saigon or Vietnam that drew you here full-time? I think it was the energy of the people and the people I got to meet and work with for that one week I was here. And I pretty much instantly fell in love with the country and the, the city that we all know it's Saigon. You worked at Saigonier? Yeah, I was. For a while. Was that your first job in Vietnam? First solid gig, yes. Prior to working for Saigonier full-time, I was doing a lot of real estate photography for Airbnb. Okay. When Airbnb was still a big burgeoning thing, you know? Right. When, when, you uh, got in on the ground floor of Airbnb? Oh, yeah. It was great. It was great for a while. I was making good money until... You know, Airbnb made all the hosts pay for photography. And then the oh. <laughs> and then the number of assignments went down like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Why the Cake Collective? What's with the name? So Cake, the original name was just Cake. It was a combination of two names, actually. My own name, Kevin. My former partner in Singapore, Kellen. So it's C-A- K-E, like, oh, cake. <laughs> Fascinating. Yes. <laughs> Everyone likes cake. And there's so many ways we could play around with the name cake. Sure. Right? So when I came here, after I, uh, just before I left Saigonia, I, I, I wanted to continue using the name because it sticks very well. Yep. And I tagged on the word collective because I felt like there was a, Huge energy of, of collaboration here. You know, people have the tendency to want to work with one another. So I went like, okay, why don't we put the word collective in there? 
because I don't want cake to just be about photography. It could be videography, it could be motion graphics, design, so on and so forth. And I'd imagine you would say that it's going well, the cake collective right now? Yeah, uh, apart from the pandemic the last couple of years. <laughs> right. There was that global pandemic. Oh. I don't know if anybody else noticed, but uh, it, it was it was tough. Yeah, we had a momentum until it, it, it got killed. The- right pretty good last year. But things are coming back. We are, we are pitching for quite a number of jobs right now. Nice. I know you do a lot of shoots for F&B. Yeah. Is that like the main focus or is that just kind of where the where the work is? Well, I think uh, back in the time when I was in Saigonia, uh, I was picking up a lot of the jobs because of like, doing it for Saigonia. And then as time progressed, I got better at it. So I thought, Hey, why not play to your strengths? Yeah, play to my strengths and do more F&B, food photography in particular. Then uh, it was, what, two or three years ago, maybe longer, that I met you. Yeah, that's that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Would you say that there was a turning point in the history of the Cake Collective when things like really took off? Yeah, I would say... Um, would you attribute that to anyone in particular? One of the persons I would say is, is, is this guy right here, Misha Smith. <laughs> Misha, Misha, kudos to him. So, <laughs> oh. so, so potential in, in, in what I did. And it was, what, back in 2020, the first projects that we... Yeah, pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, yeah. Yeah, yeah pre-lockdown, actually. Yeah, so yeah. we had some guys who used to do our photo and video work, freelancers, and then they rolled off to do their own thing. So they weren't available anymore, so we were looking for someone who could take good photos of our beers and our and our food at Pasture Street. And yeah, met you kind of randomly. I don't remember if it was, if it was, you were recommended by someone or if it was just a chance. But no, like I, I met with a lot of people and you were the first one where the quality of the work and also the pay, the salary expectations were in line. Mm-hmm. I, I met a couple of guys who were like, this is how much we charge. I was like, shit, your stuff must be awesome if you're charging that much. And I saw their stuff. I'm like, nope, <laughs> no. So yeah, it was it was a chance encounter for us, but it worked out really well for both of us because, you know, you mentioned I've got the the Godwater can on my background on my photo. Obviously, your guys' photography is all over the walls of our tap room at uh, yeah in D three, and yeah the 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 uh, the iconic <laughs> glass smashing yeah. on the Irish stout shoot yeah. So yeah, it's been great, obviously, for both of us Yeah, working together. We talked a little bit about F&B. Again, that's not the only thing that Cake does, but it's a big part of what you guys do. And okay, so let's just get into it. Obviously, now you, you drink a lot of our beers. All the time. Right. I noticed on social media the other day, someone was asking about favorite Vietnam breweries and you were non-committal. Yeah, I took that personally. But were you, were you like a big craft beer fan in Singapore before you got here or was this... Did Vietnam kind of light that fire for you? Vietnam lit the fire for me because back home in Singapore, I mean, drinking in Singapore, it's always really expensive. And right. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of the craft beer are imports. And back then, the landscape of craft beer, maybe five to seven years ago, it was mostly imports. Right. All the craft beers that you've been reviewing on Once It Review. Yeah. Uh, some of them I- I've tasted in Singapore. Okay. But right now, obviously, there are more brewers doing good craft beers as well. 
So coming in Saigon for the first time seven years ago, I was like, great, you know. And my first beer was in Pastor Street. And, it's, and I had my first Jasmine IPA. I was like, what the oh. hell is going on with the Jasmine IPA? What's Jasmine IPA? Oh, God, what's this? <laughs> yeah, I was totally blown away by quality and, and, and price point, especially. Didn't have to break a bank to have a good night. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that's awesome. I like. I, I remember when I when we first opened the tap room on Pastor Street, people were like ninety thousand for a glass of beer. It's like twenty thousand for a bottle of Saigon Special or whatever. And I was like, just here, just taste it. And if you don't think it's worth the money, then I'll pay for it. It's fine. And to a man, everyone in the first sip of Jasmine IPA, I was just like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> they got it. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did I. I was like ninety k for for a glass of beer. That's Cheap compared to where I came from. Right. It's all relative, right? Like if you're used to just drinking cheap beers in Saigon for two to 10 years, whatever, however long people have been here, 90,000 is like, oh, that's expensive. But if you're coming from Singapore where craft beers are however much, like, oh, it's only 90,000 for a a good locally made craft beer. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. You can't even get a, a, a bottle of uh, Tiger beer, uh, 660 mils, the, the big bottle mm. Tiger beer in Singapore for 90K. That's 90K is like, what, $5? In, yeah, like four fifty. Yeah. Right now it's in, in, even in a coffee shop, it's like $7.50 or something like that. So sing. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, that's, it's, it's all relative. Yeah. <laughs> it's all relative to what you're used yep. to. Okay. Oh. Next, let's talk about noodles. Yeah. I saw on your uh, Facebook page, you self-identify as a noodle enthusiast. Yes. <laughs> Love it. What's your favorite Vietnamese noodle dish? Ooh, I think I eat bún bò way more often than pho. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, big fan. Bún bò. Yeah, bún bò. Bún bò. It's fun to say. And you got to put in that, that chili, you know, that, that dried shrimp chili, that, that's really good. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So again, we're trying to keep the theme of this conversation Vietnamese. Yes. So can you tell me about the time that your wife made you eat balut as a form of apology? <laughs> were you speaking with my wife? <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I did my research. Oh my God. You went behind me. <laughs> if you're watching this, dear, I, yeah. <laughs> Oh, did not like it one. So just set it up a little bit. Balut, for those who don't know, is like a an embryo, an egg, yeah. with like an actual like fi- like duck feathers and feet in it. And well, not fe- always, depending on the uh, okay, yeah, and age. Of the, yeah, for yeah. it's a normal dish here, hot hot it long. Yeah, yeah. But for foreigners, some people are a little squeamish and feel a little weird about it. Yeah. So please. Tell us the story. Oh, man. <laughs> when your wife made you eat. It's that major PTS moment. <laughs> so much so that my brain has blocked out most of the memory of it. I don't even remember I had it. Oh, really? <laughs> I know I had it, but I don't remember the scene already. Okay. Much. Um, All right. So to refresh your memory, she told me that you guys had a fight. Yeah. And she kind of stormed out. And then you like chased her down and met up with her. And she made you eat hot vidlon to like show that you were sorry <laughs> oh yeah it was like a punishment oh yeah it's coming back <laughs> <laughs> well 
She remembers it well. <laughs> oh, I did not like it one bit. Okay. <laughs> it was okay. It was okay. You know, I, I, I mean... I, I've never had it. I wouldn't. You never had it? No, I wouldn't. Uh, maybe you and I should go in. I... I one, one scoop review. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> it's great stuff. Just, just put plenty of chili on it. Well, Kevin, yeah. if we ever get in a fight for some reason, <laughs> then I need to apologize to you. So the other bit of research I got from your wife, she said that you had an interesting story about getting drunk in Tuihua. Oh, yeah. No wonder she kept bringing that up. <laughs> she brought- I, I asked a bunch of people for some Kevin stories, and your wife was the only one ready and willing to throw you under the bus. So, Wow. Thanks, honey. <laughs> so there's no story about Tuihua? It was just... Oh, got... yeah. It, I think it was over Lunar New Year. Yeah. It was up there. Being probably one of the only other foreigner in, in that small town. All the relatives were like, Hey, Kevin. Right. So happy to see you in Vietnamese, obviously. And yeah. Like, oh, come, let's uh, have a drink. And it was 10 a.m. Right. And we were smashing back. Heineken's and Tigers at 10 a.m. Hey, Kevin. Yeah. You know what they say. Yeah. Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Amen to that. <laughs> so, sorry, go ahead. So by, by 2 p.m. I was pretty smashed. Right. Yeah, because, oh yeah, on top of that, we were trying different types of rice wine. Okay. Some with ginseng steeped in it. Yeah. It was great. So that was like homemade, yep. like bathtub rice wine and yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. moonshine. Right, <laughs> right. Oh man, the hangover! The hangover came at six p.m. <laughs> That's the sign of a day well spent. <laughs> Are you drunk? Oh, I'm fucking hungover. <laughs> it's six p.m. in the afternoon, dude. All right, and, and like to your experience, yeah, that's one of the things I love about Vietnam is just how welcoming all the old Vietnamese dudes are, and like you know, they see a foreigner, they're like, "Let's fucking go!" Yeah, let's break <laughs> out the the uh, the big old bottle of ginseng rice wine we've been yeah, yeah. saving up all these years. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had Vietnamese coworkers tell me like, "Oh, you're a good drinker." I was like, "I never considered that a skill before, but thank you. <laughs> Something you're good at." So I did have another thing. You mentioned being a foreigner in Thuy Hoa, this little town in central Vietnam. Obviously, you're from Singapore. Yep. You are Asian. Yep. Do people ever mistake you for Vietnamese here? All the time. Right. All the time. They just start talking to you in Vietnamese, expecting you to think you're you're a local. Yeah, I'll catch about maybe 50, 60% of what they say. Oh, that's better than I... (laughs) Better than nothing, right? (laughs) 50, 60%, I'm like... I'll just not, like, try to look intelligent and not. Right. <laughs> so do you... <laughs> but, like, when that happens, do you just let them know that, hey, I don't know what the fuck you're saying? Or, like, do you try to play it up? <laughs> do you try to pretend that you are Vietnamese? Sometimes I do. It depends on the situation. Right. So Sometimes if you pretend you're Vietnamese, you get treated better. Right. <laughs> they give you the really fresh hot fit lawn. <laughs> yeah. You want that one. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, come in, yeah. Cool. So the the only other person that I spoke to for background was uh, Milan, your partner at yep. Cake. Yep. And I asked him for like funny stories, anecdotes that you guys, and he's like, 
Kevin's actually like the responsible one. So the funny stories are about me embarrassing myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But, <laughs> but he did ask me to ask you about your Asian flush. Oh yeah. It's a thing. Is it bad? Like when you, you drink a lot, you just get really red in the face. Yeah, it'll come early in the session if okay. I'm drinking, and then it fades away. Kinda, okay. Yeah, it, it normalizes a little bit. Right, right. What you don't want to see is me going pale. That means I had too much. Ah, okay. Like, Kevin should go home. <laughs> if I go pale, that that's it. Got it. Okay, I got a few more here. Oh, okay. So obviously, I, I follow... You and the Kate Collective on social media. I see what you guys are up to. You guys recently did a, a photo and video shoot with some lingerie models. Well, it wasn't recent. Uh, okay, well, What's I don't know the timeline of when it happened, but it, it, it was posted recently. Yeah, the the video was of Wu Tu Feng. I forgot how to pronounce the name. Probably. Okay. Sorry. No, don't um, sorry. Just change. So she just got back from America. Oh, sorry. It was a specific model. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like a, okay. Yeah. And I did, I posted that video recently because like we just did fashion week. Okay. The Aquafina Vietnam International Fashion Week. <laughs> Plug. Plug. Such a long name. You got to shorten it somehow. So I thought, yeah, there, there are a couple of videos for uh, fashion-based videos that we've not posted yet. So... Let's use that excuse to like slip it in. Sure. Yeah. Slip it in. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> was the lingerie shoot like the culmination of your life's work or was it kind of like a busman's holiday? Like was uh-huh. it just another job for you? So the... Because I'm, I'm a bit of a pervert. So when I saw that, I'm like, oh, fuck. Those guys are lucky. They got to... But for you, was it just like a... A regular job? Regular job. You know, right. it's not my first time shooting models. Back, back in Singapore, I've shot models as well. Ayo. With a camera. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we brought in a new partner, actually. His name is Sebastian Greats. He, he's been in Saigon for quite some time as well. So he focuses in fashion photography. Yep. So this year, there's going to be quite... A, fair bit more fashion-based work okay. from the collective. Nice. So. I'll look forward to that. Yeah. Do you want to come in and, you know, provide beers for our I could be a, a, a gaffer, a grip. Yeah. <laughs> Best boy. Yeah. Cool. So just on the back of that, do you have like a go-to funny story about something that's happened to you on a photo shoot here in Vietnam? Is there like one incident that's like, ah, oh, shit, <laughs> that's wild. Funny. Oh, man. There, there are quite a few, but I think the one that that really sticks out, our guy, Vincent. Uh, you met Vincent, yep. right? Vietnamese dude. I brought him on into Cake back when I first started the, the collective here in Saigon. And he's he's very loyal to the company and and he's been growing as a photographer himself. So in one of these shoots... <laughs> funny incident light was streaming into the studio space that we rented and the the curtain was pulled off the side so we told him to can you tape up the light like you know block the light and and he went went on to take the gaffer's tape and try to tape it literally on the light that's on the ground 
<laughs> no, Vincent, don't move. move the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Vincent, if you're watching this, I know you're going to call me an a-hole, but <laughs> that's the one story that really st- stuck out. And the cost to be the boss. All right. So I've had a lot of fun talking to you today, Kev. Thanks for uh, coming on. Thanks for having And also, obviously, thanks to Neil Mackay, the founder of 7 Million Bikes, for uh, inviting me to be a guest host. I had a lot of fun. And for the format, there are a few questions that we do every time. Cool. Kevin. Yes. What one reason would you use to persuade someone to come to Vietnam? Energy. There's a lot of youthful energy in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, uh, it's funny, like, you know, people who have never been here and also people, like Vietnamese people who I'm meeting, I get asked a lot, like, why Vietnam? Like, what is it about Vietnam? And energy is the word that, like, it's, like, I can't really put a finger on it, but the energy, like, being in Saigon, like, the first time I came here on vacation, I just had this fucking goofy grin on my face for the full two weeks and you couldn't slap it off. Yeah. Right? It's a buzz. Yeah. Love it. What's one reason you would use to persuade someone not to come to Vietnam? If you hate the traffic in Saigon, don't come to Saigon. Yeah. Okay. Because the traffic can get a bit much, especially if you're rushing to work in the morning. Fair. Yeah. What's something you hear about Vietnam that's not true? So one of the things that my friends would ask me is, how is it like living in a communist country is it very restrictive right is it like you know you're constantly being surveilled like come on vietnam's not like that it's more kind of like wild west where almost anything goes (laughs) right you know jet you you want to create a business you can so is vietnam very restrictive to a point yeah but i don't think they restrict our freedoms a lot in fact, right. I feel more free being here in Vietnam compared to being in Singapore. Right. Right. There are so many laws and rules and da 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 da, da. So Is it illegal to, sorry to uh, tangent, yeah. is it illegal to spit on the street in Singapore? If you get caught, you get fined. Jesus Christ. Yeah. If you get caught and there are a lot of undercover officers wandering around. Do they, do they specialize in spitting? Spitting, throwing cigarette butts on the floor. <laughs> You can take a shit on the street. <laughs> not not in Singapore. You can try. <laughs> Love it. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's a, that's, that's a great answer. Yeah, no, like, yeah, people who have never been here, they assume it's like this, like, communist. Blah. Yeah. It's not like that at all. Yeah. Well, Vietnam's not North Korea. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Do you have a question that you would like the next guest to answer? Well... Yeah, for sure. If if you've been here for a good number of years, do you see yourself being here in Vietnam 10 years from? Okay. That's not a question that I would think to ask, but I I would appreciate being asked. So, good job by you, bud. If Vietnam was a person, how would you describe this person? Oh, if Vietnam was a person, Vietnam would be this young and hip uncle... Sorry. Young and hip uncle, okay. Yeah, who likes to drink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> who likes to party, but works hard during the day. He's not a bum. <laughs> Work hard, Blair. 
Yeah, work hard and play hard. The fun uncle who's single. <laughs> the fun uncle who's single. I fucking love it, Cap. Yeah. So yeah, just but just on your last answer, it made me think of something. A friend of mine came to visit years ago. This guy Willis, and he uh, he's a, a bit of an entrepreneur. He started his own uh, fashion brand called Peter Franco Sneakers. And like when we left my apartment every day, like it's all the Salem drivers is before Grab. Yeah. So all the Salem drivers like sitting on the street at the end waiting for a fare, like the, the little food vendors with their carts they just pushed around, like Bon Me or whatever. And he just remarked to me, he's like, dude, everyone here is working for themselves. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's true. Like, it, you know, it's not something that I thought of, but it, he's like, that's amazing. And that's, that's Vietnam for me. Like that's Saigon. It's just people fucking on the grind, on the hustle, doing it day by day, brick by brick. Like that's. Yeah. The hustle in, in Vietnam, in Saigon, in Hanoi, the, the big cities, it, it's real. Yeah. Real knows real. All right. Uh, Kev, thanks for taking the time to do this. Yeah, it's been fun. Is there, do you want to plug your stuff? What do you want to promote? What are you doing? What, what should, do? what, what should our listeners be watching out for from the Cake Collective? Well, we're going to be producing more awesome video work because that's, that's where we want to hit with Cake Collective. Your interview with Alex is coming out soon. Oh, about the barrel aged beers. Yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> we shot that a while ago. Yeah, it's ticking off. <laughs> from my knowledge of the situation, we're we're waiting for a while from something from you guys. It's because of our marketing team <laughs> futzing around. That's a good Yiddish word <laughs> for you people futzing. F u t z. It's correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's accurate. <laughs> well, thank God for you guys. Cool. So yeah, the Cake Collective. You can find you guys on Facebook. Instagram and a website, which I'm revamping at this current moment. So stay tuned for website updates. Yes. From the cake collective. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And, uh, so this is my first time hosting a podcast. So I wanted to say thank you personally to you and to Neil for uh, this awesome opportunity and for the format for my format. Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? Anyone you want to say hello to before we get going? Hello to my wife, Amy. <laughs> Thanks for telling him about the balloon experience. <laughs> oh man, I, I hit that memory away. No, it's coming back. No, it's back. It's back. It's back already. <laughs> shout out to all the guys that I work with. Uh, Milan, Vincent, Sebastian. You guys have been great. Fred as well. Hope for many more years of great work together. Awesome. Yeah. That was 7 Million Bikes, a Vietnam podcast. Cheers. Thank you for listening to a Vietnam podcast by 7 Million Bikes. My name's Neil Mackay, and I'm your regular host. If you're a regular listener, you'll know that I'm taking a break from posting season nine. I wanted to bring some fresh voices to you. So I have an unbelievable lineup of guest hosts coming to you throughout season nine, interviewing people connected to Vietnam, and sharing their story. I want to give a massive thank you to all the members of the 7 Million Bikes community. This podcast wouldn't exist without your support. It means so much to me and it keeps me going and it keeps me producing episodes for you. So even though I'm taking a break from hosting, I'm still fully here, making sure that we have quality episodes every week for you to listen to. If you are interested in joining the 7 Million Bikes community, the link is in the show notes. You can join for as little as $90,000 a month, which is a few bucks. 
You can stop at any time. You'll get episodes early. You'll get free tickets to comedy shows and quiz nights. And you'll get invites to special member-only events. Like our birthday party that we just had, which was only for guests and 7 Million Bikes community members. So if that's something you're interested in, check it out. It really means so much to have your support. We can't produce this show without it. Also, a massive thank you to Garrett McLean, our audio engineer for season nine. Lewis Wright for creating the theme music to a Vietnam podcast, which still gets more compliments than the actual podcast itself. But I'm not bitter because it is amazing. So thank you so much to Lewis for creating that. It's an amazing piece of music. And also for all the support that Lewis gives technically and with equipment. He's another person that this podcast couldn't exist without. Thank you to everyone that supported in any way. And of course, a massive special thanks to my wife, Adrienne Lopez Mackay, the number one fan of a Vietnam podcast and who without none of this would be possible. So massive thank you to her and everyone else involved to make this happen. So again, thank you so much to all of our guest hosts this season. Thank you so much to our guests and thank you to you for listening. Enjoy season nine of a Vietnam podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're like me, you may use your laptop at places where you have to use public Wi-Fi. This opens you up to digital snoopers. It's a massive problem. It can be your internet service provider, or you know who, looking at what you do online, or a cyber criminal trying to steal your bank passwords or credit card info, or even a hacker at the next table trying to steal your sensitive data. These days, it is vital that you keep your data safe. NordVPN keeps all of these snoopers away. It makes your internet activity private, protects you from accessing dangerous websites that are fishing for your data, and lets you enjoy your favorite content securely, even while away from home. And it's easy to use, even I could use it. I've actually been using NordVPN for years now here in Vietnam, and I'm excited to be an affiliate partner with them. I've used NordVPN to watch Netflix, BBC, Disney Plus with ease. And I also know that my information and data are safe from prying eyes, whoever they may be. Join now and you'll get 68% off and three months free when you go to my link, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. Just again, for those hard of hearing, nordvpn.com forward slash SMB. The link is also in the show notes. I know nobody checks them out, but go check that out and you can get the link from wherever you are listening to this podcast. As an affiliate partner, it also means that I will get a small commission when you sign up, but at no extra cost to you. So not only will you be getting a great deal through 7 Million Bikes, you get a great VPN and you'll be supporting 7 Million Bikes podcast. Stay safe online and enjoy the shows you love. Any questions, just let me know. You know how to get in touch with me. And thanks for listening to this show. Cheers. <laughs>